Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash nuclear revenge, where OP discovers that his girlfriend is cheating on him with five different guys. Hey everyone, r slash here. I have a special announcement that I'm going to put in my episodes for the next week or so. Spotify has just released a new feature called sponsorships, which allows listeners to directly support my content. Plus, if you sponsor my podcast, you'll unlock extra content. Sometimes YouTube demonetizes one of my videos, so I publish that video on my Patreon. Now that Spotify has sponsorships, I can publish those demonetized episodes here as well. So if you want to support me and my content, then you can sign up for sponsorships for just $4.99 a month, which will gain you access to bonus ad-free episodes. And the best thing about this is that Spotify doesn't take a cut, so your money will go straight to supporting me and my content. Our next Reddit post is from Sticky. At the time of the story, I played Division I NCAA basketball at a school, so I traveled a lot. And my entire life revolved around my travel schedule. During the events of this story, I was in the early stages of a horrible drug and alcohol habit. Years after this story, I joined Narcotics Anonymous and got sober. I'm sure that most people reading this aren't addicts, but you know how we can be. This story is an effort to explain a character defect that manifested from the events of this story that led me down a very dark path. However, I don't mean this story to come off in a self-pity kind of way. Lastly, I was always a good kid. I was never troubled. My upbringing was very difficult, but I was able to keep an overall kindness in my spirit to other people and almost always did the right thing or took the high road. When it came to dating, I knew that people cheated in relationships, but at the time of this story, I always just chalked that up to other people not doing things the way that I did. I never really thought that it would happen to me. I always thought that, because I was a 5-star boyfriend and I had amazing choice in women, that infidelity would never be a part of my dating journey. I was naive. I really thought highly of myself, and I was really arrogant, just like any guy in his early 20s, I guess. The build-up. I was in my junior year in university, and I'd been single for about a year after me and my high school girlfriend finally broke up after three years. I chalked that relationship up as a learning experience, and I now knew what to look for for my next girlfriend. The next woman I chose to have a relationship with would likely be the girl that I marry and start my future with. I know, I was young and dumb, and I thought that I knew everything, lol. I had my eye on this girl at school, Lisa. I saw Lisa around the collegiate athletic facility. Lisa ran for the track team, and she was damn good. The various athletic teams often had parties, and I decided that the first party that I saw her at, I would introduce myself and try to chat her up to see where it led. Soon enough, I see Lisa at one of these parties, and we pass each other on the stairs. We make eye contact, and she smiled at me. I started a conversation with her, and after going back and forth a bit, we exchanged numbers. We begin the classic American style of flirting, where we constantly just hint things back and forth indirectly. We slowly progress the relationship in this manner for weeks, sending texts back and forth hinting that we're interested in each other, but also playing it cool to not let the other person know we had a crush on them. At the same time, she was on a break with her current boyfriend who was a popular player on the football team. She ended up leaving him completely to date me. This should have been a red flag, obviously, but remember, I had severe hubris. At the time, her leaving him to date me just gave me a superiority complex. I thought that if she was willing to leave that guy for me, then she would never leave me for another guy. LMAO, I was an effing idiot. I cannot express how much I was into Lisa. I was addictively attracted to her, and I had that weird feeling of, I can't believe my crush is actually into me. 
I really was so blinded by my crush on her that I missed so many red flags. But our relationship was progressing really fast. Because of this, I didn't really do a proper inventory of why I liked her so much. Fast forward like 8 months later. Lisa and I are officially together. Lisa had her own athlete storm, but I was a couple of years older than her and working, so I had my own apartment near campus and Lisa was basically living with me. She would even stay in my apartment when I was out of town, which was like 3 or 4 days every week because we were in season and the team was flying all over the country. Regardless, Lisa and I were deeply in love. At the end of the basketball season, I planned two massive back-to-back parties. One was for my teammate's birthday on Friday night and then my birthday on Saturday night. They just happened to fall one day after the other and luckily landed on Friday and Saturday nights. Me and Lisa got drunk Friday night and had unprotected passionate hugging. Lisa kept a period tracking calendar app on her phone. She was asleep and I drunkenly remembered that she always marked down in her calendar when we had unprotected passionate hugging so she knew if she should be worried if she missed her period. She missed her period often because she was an athlete. My inebriated brain thought that we should put it in her calendar now because we would forget the next day since we were so drunk. So I woke her up and asked her to do that. She unlocked her phone and opened the app and before she could even do it she fell back asleep drunk. So I took her phone while it was still unlocked and tried to figure out how to update her calendar myself. Side note, through our entire relationship, Lisa went through my computer and phone constantly. She was very insecure and always had her suspicions. I didn't care that she was doing this all the time. She never found anything because I was never doing anything. Ever. When I looked at the period calendar app on Lisa's phone, I saw all kinds of little markers on different days of each month. Each marker was a different color, so I opened one to see what the color coding meant. The red markers obviously indicated her period, and she also had black markers indicating when she had unprotected passionate hugging. This is when my heart sank into my stomach. Her calendar was peppered with black markers. It looked like a checkerboard with only a handful of red pieces left and a ton of black markers. There were black markers on dates that I was in a different city playing basketball. I proceed to open up all the black markers, going back for our entire relationship. We didn't have unprotected passionate hugging very often, maybe once or twice a month. She had written the names of these guys that she had unprotected intercourse with in the notes sections of the black markers. There were a total of four different guys. In some months, there were almost a dozen of those effing black markers. Sometimes, there were two in one day. Looking back on this, I wonder if there were more unlisted men that I didn't see because she clearly only kept track of the guys that she had unprotected passionate hugging with. In almost every story I hear of infidelity, it involves the discovery of text messages, being informed by a friend, or the classic coming home early and catching your partner red-handed. I, on the other hand, discovered an effing well-documented ledger of almost every time that she cheated on me. Among the four guys that I discovered, one of them was her ex-boyfriend whom she originally left to date me. Cheating on me with him was a common occurrence. There was some other unknown guy and she was clearly sleeping with him regularly. The last two dudes looked to be just a one-time thing, but again, like I said, these markers were just the times that she didn't use a condom. So who knows what the true story was there? I sobered up real quick. I looked through Lisa's texts and calls and found nothing. However, at the time, Android phones had a folder where you could see deleted texts, but not the contents of those messages. She had thousands of deleted texts and calls, but I couldn't see what they said, only the numbers. 
I did a quick Facebook search and matched one with her ex-boyfriend, in addition to something like half a dozen other random dudes. The worst part was that I found two of my teammates, one guy who I was actually pretty close with. I just put the phone down after a few minutes. The evidence was overwhelming. The more I looked through her phone, the more my insides hurt. I felt so defeated. I can't fully describe the feeling, but I'm sure anyone reading this that caught a significant other cheating knows what I'm talking about. I felt so stupid for trusting her and having no suspicions of her. I couldn't stop regretting all the times that I had an opportunity to cheat on Lisa, but I remained faithful. I felt like an idiot for not cheating on her when I could have. My loyalty felt like a waste. I know it sounds ridiculous and irrelevant to the fact that she was unfaithful. I think I obsessed over that because if I had cheated as well, I wouldn't have hurt so much in that moment. All I could think about was about how much I was hurt. I would do anything to not feel that pain and embarrassment anymore. I left my apartment and went for a long walk. My ego felt like it was literally dismantled in front of me. I wasn't sure what to do and I was too embarrassed to tell anyone. My sadness quickly turned to anger. I knew that I was going to get my revenge. I just didn't know how yet. I was seething with rage, and I wanted to make sure that she never recovered from this. At the time, Bono, my best friend and my teammate, was asleep on my couch in the living room. Well, Bono called me shortly after my walk. I answered and he asked where I was. I asked him to keep this between us, and I told him what happened. He stays on the phone and goes to my room, and I hear him yell in his Russian accent, Yo, Lisa, you cheated on OP? Then I faintly hear her say something in the background, and him yelling at her to get out of the apartment. After hearing some scuffling, Bono gets back on the line and says, Yo, she's gone. Come back and let's talk. I head back home, and me and Bono go over what happened. He makes his best attempt to comfort me and says, Tonight is your birthday. We're gonna get drunk and find you some sluts. Screw her, I never liked her anyway. Oh, yeah, this all happened on my birthday. I forgot about that part. Me and Bono go out for breakfast. I'm still a little drunk. My phone is blowing up with calls and texts from Lisa. I tell her that I saw everything on her phone, and I can't stand to speak with her or look at her. She keeps trying to convince me to let her come to my birthday party, and I make it clear that I don't want her there. Lisa's entire reputation and popularity revolved around the fact that she was dating me. I think most people didn't like her in the first place, but they put up with her because we were together. She knew that if I was acting single at my birthday party and she didn't show up, everyone would know something was up. I think Lisa was more worried about being embarrassed than our relationship. I don't remember much of what happened that night, but one of my friends sent me a little package for my birthday from California filled with some really good weed, hash, moon rocks, some pills, and I proceeded to do a glorious swan dive into intoxicated oblivion. All I remember is sitting on my chair at the pregame for my party. I had two girls sitting on the arms of my chair. We were getting ready to head out. I had a few tables downtown at a popular nightclub. The booze and drugs were the only thing that made me feel normal. Sitting on that chair, the drug cocktail starts to take effect. This was the first time that I ever used substances not to party, but to feel better. To make me feel normal. I remember thinking, I want to feel this way for the rest of my life. I am never going to hurt like that ever again. With drugs, I have control, and no one can hurt me again. Oh, how ironic that turned out to be years down the line. When my teammates and friends asked me why Lisa wasn't at the party, I told them that me and Lisa were done. I didn't tell them why, though. I also didn't show them that I was affected by it in any way, and I just played it cool. I tried to focus everyone on the party ahead of us. 
The Revenge. So this is one of those revenge stories where it was only half planned. I knew that I wanted to get revenge on Lisa for hurting me so much, but I kind of just improvised as opportunities came up. Later that week, I was sitting at my computer browsing Facebook when I saw the profile of one of our track teammates on my feed. That's when I had my first vengeful idea. I decided that I was going to attempt to get her teammates to bite the bait that I was about to cast out into the water. Even though I didn't have proof that she hooked up with my teammates, she was clearly trying to hide conversations between them. So, I was going to see how many people who were close to her who I could passionately hug. Hey, it's an r slash fan. Luckily, I had more options than she had when she was cheating on me. A woman's track team is much bigger than a men's basketball team. Also, much better looking. Lisa's teammate that I was looking at on Facebook had a boyfriend, but I thought, clearly everyone cheats, so let's see if it's true. I start that little flirty social media dance with her. You know, the one where I like a couple of her photos and she likes a couple of mine back. I shoot her a message and bam, she's at my house in my bed about a week later. I proceed to do something similar to her other teammates, all in her 4x4 relay team, coincidentally. Two of these girls had boyfriends and subsequently cheated on them with me, which gave me some real mixed emotions. I started to collect something from every girl that I hooked up with, like a bra, a pair of panties, some jewelry, etc. Not for some creepy reason, but this is important later and was part of my plan. Sometimes, I didn't even have to try. One girl left a pair of very distinguishable shoes. I knew that Lisa would know whose shoes they were. They belonged to the girl that Lisa's ex-boyfriend rebounded with after Lisa and him broke up, which highly upset her because that was her friend. Now it would upset her even more because that same girl slept with both of her ex-boyfriends. I especially tried to collect items if it was something that I knew Lisa would recognize, like a sweater from the women's track team with her teammate's name on it. After some time, I had collected a boatload of souvenirs. After a couple of months, one of Lisa's teammate's boyfriends found out about me and his girlfriend. And it started a big, beautiful, dramatic explosion of events with her and her teammates. This led to all of them finding out about one another's promiscuity. The drama was massive. Even their coaches had to get involved. It got so bad. This made me feel so powerful in such an evil yet satisfying way. I fell in love with the destruction that I was causing. The most awesome part of this was that same week, the athletics PR team had put up massive posters of me all over campus to promote the next game. They were everywhere. Some of the posters took up the entire side of buildings. So Lisa and her friends had to see me all over campus every day while this drama was erupting all around them. I felt like a triumphant dictator. It was glorious and pathetic all at the same time. Their coach even tried to have a meeting with my coach. My coaches literally laughed at her, saying, This seems like an internal issue, but Opie hasn't done anything illegal or broken any school policy, so there's nothing we can do. This infuriated the women's track coach. Their team had fallen apart. Their national rankings began to plummet. Then, Lisa's coach even got in trouble after she was caught tearing down some of the smaller posters of me on campus in a raging temper tantrum. I loved all of it. I continued to add fuel to the fire. I posted photos of me with girls, smiling and being happy every chance that I could get on Facebook and Instagram. But under it all, I was bitter. I was so deep into my new toxic mindset that I had already forgotten the kind-hearted, naive kid that I used to be. I hated my old self because I had let some girl emasculate me. 
There was even this one girl on campus who claimed that she was pregnant with my kid after I pretended to like her the same way I did with all the other girls on Lisa's team. But I just screwed her and moved on. It's a long story, but it turned out that girl was never even pregnant in the first place. But still, the rumor that she was pregnant was like a knife in Lisa's heart. I left a trail of women that I deceived and relationships that I destroyed. I feel bad about it now, but at the time I didn't care. Because in my eyes, they were equally at fault because they were either cheating on their boyfriends or sleeping with their friend's ex. Quickly, girls became wary of me. Plus, I was running out of teammates and friends that I could target, so I just started targeting her acquaintances. For example, I started targeting her classmates and even her own family. I even flirted with her sister, who was married with a kid, and I almost succeeded. She was down to hook up, but her and Lisa's dad found out about it and they stepped in to put a stop to it before we could do anything. Her sister was ostracized as the news spread within her family. I wanted Lisa to know that I was everywhere and constantly remind her how she screwed up. Lisa had to take an extended medical leave because of her depression and mental health issues that she was experiencing from this whole situation. She was becoming suicidal. She even had to go on medication and she lost tons of weight. She began to look extremely unhealthy. What I was doing was torturing her, and the more she hurt, the better I felt. At this point, I had already inflicted more damage on her than she had on me, but I had become addicted to that feeling of power. I had spent zero time processing my own emotions or moving on from what happened. All I wanted was more revenge, and I couldn't stop. After weeks of ignoring Lisa's texts and calls, she finally got a hold of me by showing up at my apartment unannounced late at night. She was there to pick up some of her old things. I told her I would bring her stuff later, but I couldn't let her in because I had company. So later, when I got Lisa's things, I also grabbed all the items that I had collected from the girls over those weeks. There were 8 or 9 things from girls I had slept with, girls who were Lisa's teammates or friends, and I just threw it all along with Lisa's stuff in a big black trash bag. I took the bag to her parents' house and called Lisa's dad. I told him I left her stuff on his porch and to inform his demon daughter. 15 minutes after I get off the phone with Lisa's dad, I get a call from Lisa. I answer because I want to hear her reaction to having all those other girls' things mixed in with hers. She was sobbing uncontrollably. It sounded like that half-crying, half-mumbling thing people do when they're hysterical. She wasn't even angry, just desperately begging me to stop my tyranny. I just smiled and basked in the glory of hearing her hurt. I responded, why were there other guys in our relationship? You mix them into our relationship like I mixed other girls' things into your stuff. It's a perfect little ironic metaphor. I later found out from one of Lisa's friends, who knew that she was cheating on me during our relationship, that Lisa was convinced that I was the one cheating on her because I was always out of town. That didn't make sense because I was out of town due to basketball, a very legitimate excuse. I wasn't just randomly leaving town on my own accord. You could literally see my schedule on the school's website. Months go by. Lisa comes back from school from her medical leave, and we bump into each other at physical therapy. I see this as yet another opportunity. It had been a while since I did something that hurt her, and I was still hungry for more vengeance. I pretended like I wanted to rekindle things with her. She was cautious at first, but eventually she bit after about a week. We start to mend our relationship. We proceed for about a month, but I wouldn't call this a relationship. 
I forbid her from having any male friends, nor was she allowed to go out and party with her girlfriends. I also demanded full access to her account and her location at all times. It was more like a hostage situation. It gave me a sense of control. Meanwhile, I wasn't being faithful at all. That was my plan all along. Finally, she finds out about me sleeping with a girl in one of her classes, and we have a nasty breakup. I told her that now she knows how I felt when I was with you the last time that we dated. Again, I felt triumphant. After this, we don't speak for years. I graduate university and move to Central America. After about a year, she messages me, which is about two years after we last spoke. At this point, my life has become really degenerate. I was doing copious amounts of drugs on a daily basis, and about 75% of my life was involved in some sort of illegal or nefarious activity. But I still blame her for all of this, and I was taking no responsibility for my bitter and immoral nature. I hadn't had another relationship since her, and I always had trouble with relationships because I couldn't trust women. Even though years had passed, I saw this instance of her messaging me as another opportunity to hurt her. We began to talk as friends, and we even got flirty with each other over Facebook Messenger. Mind you, there was literally many countries, states, and an ocean between us at this point. Around this time, I was planning a trip back to my old university to visit some friends. However, what I told her was different. I explained to her that I was moving back to the city for a new job that I was just offered. We decide to meet up when I get back and see if there's anything worth saving between us. I had to do my best acting and try to seem like I'd put our past behind us. However, I was just as vengeful then as I was years ago. When I arrive, I meet Lisa at a coffee shop and we spend the entire night together. From her point of view, it really looked like we had moved past our differences in what had happened and we could actually work things out. However, I am not moving back like I told her I was. I was only going to be in town for two nights. Lisa doesn't know this. After hooking up a few times and spending two days together, without mentioning anything to her, I pack my things up and get back on a plane to fly back to Central America. I blocked her on all of my social media accounts. This time, I could only fantasize about what happened to her when I disappeared after she thought that I had moved back and was supposedly ready to give our relationship another try. My drug habit and lifestyle only got worse every year. Three years later, I was hospitalized and almost died because of my extended drug use. Ever since that day when I saw her period calendar, I had never gone a full 24 hours completely sober. Luckily, I got sober, and I'm now four years sober. I even had another girlfriend of two years cheat on me before I got sober, but that time I didn't take revenge. I spent that time healing. I changed and I focused on myself and that was way more satisfying than the revenge that I got on Lisa for cheating on me. I'm now married almost two years to a woman who's sober and man do I have a good life. I have a dream job and a dream marriage. Thank you everyone who read this. OP. Wow. Have you ever heard that the punishment should fit the crime? Because in this case, the punishment was way, way worse than the crime. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's awful that she cheated on you so continuously, and it's amazing that she didn't give you an STD. But still, you completely crushed this girl's mental health. And by the sound of it, you also destroyed your own mental health while you were at it. I can't really commend you, OP, because man, this is just some really destructive behavior. But sheesh, that was a hell of a story. That was r slash nuclear revenge, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.